Hello, I'd like to welcome you to the Southern Hills Church of God podcast. We hope this message today inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. You're joining us today. We'll go ahead and bring up the lights. You're joining us today in part four of a five-part message on the book of Daniel. Uh, we're looking at kind of five different stories from this amazing Old Testament book. And I'm going to say this with all my heart today. That if you'll dive in with me, that for some of you, that I pray that this message will be a message of hope. I believe that God is going to speak directly to some of you who've been praying for a very long time over certain things. Uh, believing that God would do something significant in your life and you've been praying and believing, but yet you still haven't seen any of the results. You still haven't seen God answer that prayer. And if that's you today, I believe that this message will speak directly to you. In fact, I'd like to say that I know for so many people, you've been praying and believing for a miracle in your life in so many different areas. Some have been praying for their children, that they would come home, or other loved ones to have uh, this, this relationship with Christ. Some who may even be praying for a breakthrough, a breakthrough to overcome uh, uh, some type of anxiety, or, or a breakthrough with their money, or maybe a relational breakthrough. Some of you are praying for your marriage, and you don't want to see it end, and you're praying to God for a miracle today. You may be praying for healing in your body. You may be saying, God, heal me of cancer. Heal me of whatever it is that you may be going through today and whatever it is I believe that this God that we serve can do something significant and can do something great in your life so you have your Bibles I want you to open them up to Daniel chapter 10 to give you some context here some context here we started in Daniel chapter 1 and we moved to Daniel chapter 4. Last week was Daniel chapter 6. And today we're going into Daniel chapter 10. We're looking at his life. And to kind of give you context to where we are right now, Daniel is it was in his 80s or so last week. And Daniel in the lion's den. And he's older than that this week. He's older than that. He's an old man. And literally for decades upon decades upon decades, he has standed firm in the faith, believing God would do miracles within his life. Because again, if you'll remember, in Daniel chapter 1, we saw the evil king destroy the temple. We saw him capture so many young men, made them into slaves. And Daniel for decades now has been praying that God would restore the temple. And, and that his Jewish brothers and sisters who've been in bondage for all these years would be released and go back to their homeland. And now we're in this part of the story where there's been some things that have taken place and some things that have happened where Daniel's beginning to see some of this come through. And then Daniel chapter 10 comes. And all of a sudden he receives a, 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 um, this dream, this vision from God that was so disturbing to him. And all he could do was seek God in prayer. He saw a, a vision of more war, of more hardship. And, and Daniel's probably at this point in his life, he's saying, God, I've been praying for decades that something good would happen. I've been praying for all this time, and I just don't know how much longer I've got left to do this. And so here's what Daniel did. He went on a 21-day fast. And during this 21-day fast, he, the Bible says he wore no fragrant, uh, fragrant lotions. Simply means he didn't take a bath for 21 days. Now, let me just remind people in this room that when we do a 21-day Daniel fast, we bathe. 
So I want to make sure that we're under, that we, that we know that we're supposed to take baths. But Daniel didn't bathe for 21 days. He wore no fragrant lotions. And at the end of this 21-day period, he had a vision of this angelic being, of this supernatural being. And so here's where we are. Daniel chapter 10, starting in verse number 1. Would you read with me and look at this together? In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river of the Tigris, I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Euphaz around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. Verse 8, so I was left alone. Gazing at this great vision, I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale. And the Bible says he was helpless. Now, it's really interesting to me within this passage that Daniel's the only one that saw the vision. He was the only one that saw the dream. The, the other guys there didn't see it. Why do you think that is? And we don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't say. But can I just say that oftentimes there are times when God reveals something to you that isn't for everybody else? Did you hear that? Sometimes God will reveal something to you that isn't for everybody else. Else. And this is what happened to Daniel in this moment. They didn't experience, Daniel did. And I believe with all my heart that there's some of you today, you've either had a moment like that or you're going to have a moment like that when God opens up the heavens and speaks directly to you. And you may look at somebody else and said, man, wasn't that amazing? And they're looking back and saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Because God didn't tell them, he told you. And what he told you was for an appointed time and for an appointed season. And not every dream God gives you is supposed to be shared. Amen. Sometimes it's meant just for you. And so Daniel has a moment like this. And in verse 8, in the middle of this verse, he says this. He's in the presence of Christ or this angel being. And he says, my strength left me. My face was deathly pale and I felt very weak. Now I want you, I want you to watch what happens in verse number 9. He says, then I heard him speaking. And as I listened to him... I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. Now that's powerful right there because he heard the sound of his voice and could no longer stand. What, what's all this about? Let, let me tell you something. Even the strongest of men cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. When you're in the presence of the Almighty God, sometimes all you can do is fall flat on your face. The strongest, if you've ever had a moment like that deeply in the presence of God, listen, you lose 
strength. You don't want to stand. You have to kneel. Your posture changes. And I hope you've had a moment like that where you're so in the presence of God. You may be simultaneously be grieved over the, over the depravity of your own sin and yet rejoicing over the beauty of His grace knowing that He forgave every bit of it. Do you understand that today? One minute, you can be so overwhelmed with just what you may feel is wrong in your life, but at the very same time, feel peace of mind and grace knowing that Jesus is your strength. And I believe that's what Daniel faced in this moment. He, he, he faced this moment with God, overwhelmed by his comfort, by his presence, and the assurance that God was in control, even in seasons when he didn't understand. Even after decades of prayer and didn't see any, anything happen yet, he knew that God, even now, was still in control. Amen. He knew that everything was going to be okay. I've had a couple, two that I can recall, what you would call supernatural moments with God. The first one I'll share, I, I was in college, I've shared this story before, we were in the music room at Lee just practicing a couple songs. We had gone in there, just a couple of you know, guys and myself went in there, took a guitar and just sat in the music room and began to play music and something happened in the middle of that rehearsal. We began to sing songs to God and all of a sudden I can tell you with clarity today that there's moments of that that I don't remember. I don't remember everything that happened. All I remembered is what happened to me when I left. And I didn't hear God audibly say a word. He didn't write anything on a wall. He didn't write anything in the sand. But simply when I left, I just knew that it was going to be okay. That whatever was going to come after this moment, it was going to be okay because God assured me in that moment that I'm still here. And how many times do we need that? Where you just don't understand what's going on around you and boy do I wish I could know what tomorrow holds. But for some reason God doesn't reveal that. Yet what he does reveal is that I'm here. And the assurance that I'm in control and not to worry about it. And then my prayer is that some of you are going to have that kind of moment either today or sometime soon where you leave this place and you say, you know what, I believe everything's going to be okay. So what I want to do for the rest of our time together today is I want to bring some application to this passage. And I don't want us to just hear the word and leave this place and not do anything with it. I want us to know how can we apply what Daniel faced in Daniel chapter 10 to our lives. And here's what we're going to know. We have to remember three different things. And the first thing that we need to remember is simply this. You always need to remember, number one, that God cares about you even more than you care about you. Do you believe that? Because I can vouch to say that there's sometimes I've not liked myself very much. And I'm probably the only one in this room that has ever felt that way, right? <laughs> but there are times when we don't like ourselves very much. But let me tell you something. Even in those moments, Jesus loves you. God loves you. He values you. He cares about you. There's nothing about you that he doesn't like. Daniel chapter 10, go, it says here, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. A hand touched him and he began to tremble. There's another version of, of the Bible that reads it this way. It says that after the hand touched him, it says it lifted him. And when I read that passage, I can't help but think of the old hymn that simply reads, in loving kindness, Jesus came. 
my soul in mercy to reclaim. And from the depths of sin and shame through grace, he lifted me. From sinking sand, he lifted me. With tender hand, he lifted me. From shades of night to plains of light, oh, praise his name, he lifted me. Don't you know that there's seasons of my life where I have just needed that touch from God, that hand that you can't explain it? When somebody asks you, you really don't know what to say, but you just know that something touched you and your spirit was lifted in that moment. The scripture goes on to say in Daniel chapter 10, verse number 11, he said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you. And what's it say? And stand up. He says, you're going to be okay because God loved Daniel so much that even after the vision that he had had that caused him to not eat for three weeks, that caused him to be weak to where he fell down to his face, that caused him to not have any strength to do anything else, that, that same God said, Daniel, stand up. It's going to be okay. I know you may not understand it. I know you may not know what's going on, but I need you to know in this moment, I'm in control and there's nothing you can do to change how much I love you do you believe that today Whew, I feel the presence of God in this place he said stand up for I have been sent to you and when he said this to me I stood up trembling again context let's understand what's going on right now we read in this passage that Daniel just had a dream that caused great fear in him. He was worried. He didn't want war anymore. He was tired of war. He mourned for three weeks, and during this time spent with God, God spoke to him. Now, I need you to hear that right now, because when Daniel needed to hear from God, here's what he did. He stopped everything, and he tuned his ears. And when he did, God spoke. You see, I think a lot of times, sometimes we get frustrated at God because he's quiet. Is it that God is really silent or are we just not in a posture to listen? And I could stop right there and we could pray and we could have an altar call because so many times we get upset. Well, my prayer's not being answered the way that I want it to. My God's not saying anything. He's not speaking. Well, he is speaking. We're just not listening. You see, there's three things you've got to know. You've got to remember when you're dealing with this God that we serve. Number one, He always loves you more than you love you. But number two, God is always doing more than what you understand. He's doing it His way. How, how many times, man, Lauren, we've you know, talked about this. How, how many times would it be so much easier if God just do it my way? <laughs> right? Uh, right if he just do it my way man it'd be so much easier it'd be so much greater things on my timeline just the way that i want them but let me tell you something we we, we don't serve a god like that we serve a god where his ways are higher than our ways that he knows so much more than what we know and he sees years down the road that we don't see so he's saying hey i'm gonna do it this way because you don't know what you may face 10 years from now God is always doing more than you understand. Watch this. And this is where this story gets really neat, okay? Watch this. Verse number 12. Then he continued. Do not be afraid, Daniel. 
Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Since the moment you first prayed for understanding and to humble, your request was heard since the first. You know how many times we say, God, have you even heard me? And what he's reminding us in, in, in this passage that, yes, my child, I've heard you. Wait on me. Wait on me. Now watch what happens next. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. This is the angel speaking. Because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now let's talk about this for just a moment because it's really interesting to really understand what's going on in this moment, okay? Let me talk to those real quick. Uh, let me talk to those who've been praying for a long time about something. For those who've been praying so long that you even wonder if it's even worth it anymore. For those who have even said the things, why even bother to pray? God doesn't care. I mean, if God were going to do something by now, he would have already done it. You're praying and you're just wasting your breath. God's not listening. He's not going to do it. It must not be his will for my life let me talk to somebody right right now who maybe have thought something like that and i want to remind you from the scripture that even the first time you prayed god heard you from the first time you prayed god heard you the first time you prayed for healing god heard you the first time you prayed for your child god heard you the first time you prayed for your marriage god heard you and god loves a persistent consistent lifestyle of prayer he loves it when you continually cry out to him he loves your prayer the first time you called to him he heard your prayer heaven opened and God listened verse 13 says it and it's so cool he said 21 days the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way during these 21 days when Daniel was seeking to God this angel wanted to come and answer Daniel right then but he was blocked because let me tell you something who is this spirit prince of Persia again the Bible doesn't exactly say who he is but most Bible people believe and I believe that it's a, a demonic force that was out to get Daniel he was out to get Daniel and when God heard the prayer, he sent his angels to go help Daniel. But during those 21 days, this angel was blocked from getting to Daniel. Because let me tell you something. What do we battle? We don't battle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, darkness, evil schemes. It's angels in heaven going against the demons. There's spiritual warfare going on as we speak. And we'd be wrong to believe that this is all that there is. I need you to understand that spiritual warfare is a real thing. And what we have to remember here is that we don't battle against people, but against powers and principalities of this dark world. In other words, there's another world out there. So for 21 days, you prayed. And you didn't see anything. And we tend to think during that waiting season for Daniel... Well, God just must not care about me. But he didn't see everything else that was going on in the heavenly realm. He didn't see the battle that was going on waging right up above him. And so here's what happens. 
for 21 days after you prayed, Christ was sent and was doing battle in the heavenly realms with this evil force. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came as a backup and he came to help me out. So this angel is here saying, I left him there to go deal with this prince of Persia. Now I'm going to Daniel to answer his prayer. And here's what's so powerful to me. And this moves me so deeply and I need you to understand this, okay? Just listen. All this time Daniel prayed. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. 21 days he prayed, and what did he see? Not a thing. <laughs> he saw nothing. For 21 days he saw nothing. He didn't see anything. But Daniel was at that place in his life for decades had served God. He knew that just because he didn't see anything didn't mean God wasn't doing something. And so many times in our life we get frustrated because God's not answering the prayer exactly when we want him to. And because he's not answering it on my timeline, then God must not be listening. But let me tell you something, child of God, just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God's not doing something. And I know it's speaking to somebody today. I know that somebody in here has been praying for a long time. And you've been crying out to God and you haven't seen anything yet. But just because you're not seeing anything doesn't mean that God's not working. He's always working. From the first time you cried out to God, He released His angels. And they're doing warfare on your behalf in a way that you don't understand. And you just keep praying. And you just keep believing. Because at some point, the warfare will end. And I don't know if you know this yet. And if you don't, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, okay? We win. Did you hear that? If you've not read the end of this Bible, let me tell you a, a fact that's going to excite you. We win. Jesus wins. And he's working on your behalf right now to see that prayer come through. Amen. Whew. 21 days, Daniel saw nothing. And there's a battle raging in heaven from the first time. You know, I could go on and on and on and on and on about stories like this in my life. Forgive me, I'm sweating. It's hot up there. And every single time the story starts out a little bit like this. God, I need you. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But I need you. God, I need you to do it right now. And if you don't do it right now, don't tell me none, none of y'all have ever said that. I need you right now, God. And then nothing happens. And we get frustrated because God's not working. But then what happens over a period of years, sometimes months, sometimes multiple, multiple years, I look back and I say, oh, that's what God did. That's how he answered it. Man, I didn't see that coming. God just blows my mind and always does more for me than I ever ask. Because that's the type of God that he is. Why? Because he understands more than we understand. He knows more than what we know. And he knows exactly what we need when we need it. See, just because I didn't see anything 
didn't mean that God wasn't doing something. And I know it's for somebody because you may be upset because God hasn't provided the answer in your time frame. Look, He loves you. He cares for you. His understanding is deeper than yours. And don't get upset at God because He doesn't answer the prayer. He's doing it His way. And His way is always better. Amen. How do you stand in faith how do you stand strong in faith when everything around you says don't do it? How do you stand in faith? How do you still continue to stand strong in prayer even when you've not seen it come through yet? Let me tell you, because number one, you've got to remember that Jesus loves you more than you do. Because he cares about every single part of your life. He cares about your home. He cares about your children. He cares about your grandkids. He cares about, about all of the money. He cares about your job. He, he cares about everything. He always loves you more than you love you. And number two, we've got to understand that his ways are always higher than ours. And that his understanding is always deeper than what we know. And number three, I want you to know that God's strength is always made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. In fact, the New Testament, Paul actually said in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. You see, when you have nothing left, God tends to do his best work. Some of you, and my God help me, I'm speaking to somebody. Some of you, you've come to a place in your faith where you feel like you've got nothing left. You're at the end of your string. And let me tell you, what: when you're not your strongest, God's at his best. Not in your own power, but that's when his power becomes most real. Now, I could do a show of hands and I won't. Of everybody that has ever felt this way. Because I'll guarantee you if I ask the question. About 99.9% .9 of hands will all go up in this place. And how many of you have ever reached a place where you said I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm too weak. And I want to tell you this fact. Okay. And if you want to write this down. Write this down. But it's simply this. Until you completely embrace your weakness. You'll never appreciate and experience his strength. And I want to say that again because I want you to understand it. Until you completely embrace your weakness, you will never appreciate and experience his strength. Because when you recognize, I've prayed and I don't have any more faith and I just don't have any more strength. And I'm at the end of myself. And that's when his power becomes more real to you than you've ever felt in your entire life. When you reach that place where I know I can't do it anymore. I know I can't do it in my own strength. So God, when, when life has hit me down so hard that I'm down on my knees, falling flat on my face, it's when I'm in a posture to worship you and say, God, whatever you need, that's what you got. Because I know I can't do this without you. Now I want you to listen to this because this is what Daniel says to Christ or this angel being that's there. He says in Daniel chapter 10, now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face toward the ground and was speechless. 
Then one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and I began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, and I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Has anybody felt like that? Where your strength is gone? God, I, I've got nothing left to give. I'm tired. I'm at my wit's end. I've been praying about this. Nothing's happened. I just don't know what I'm going to do. <sighs> How can somebody like me, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. And some of you right now, that captures exactly where you are. Some of you right now, you, you may have said my strength is gone. I've been hanging on for too long. I've been hanging on for my kids. I've been hanging on at work. I've been hanging on with this marriage. I can't breathe anymore. My God help me because I don't know what else to do. I want you to watch what happens next. Daniel chapter 10 verse number 18. It says again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid. You who are highly esteemed. There he goes again. He said, peace be strong now. Be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, speak, my Lord, since you have given me my strength. Listen, he touched me again. And what happened? Daniel said, I felt my strength come back. When he touched me again, my strength returned. I don't want you to miss the power of his touch today. I don't want you to miss that sometimes when you're at your weakest and you need God the most, that if you'll lay your face before Him and seek the presence of God, that when He touches you, all of a sudden, that strength that you thought wasn't there anymore, that strength will just begin to come back again. Amen. One touch, His faith was restored. One touch, He's coming back to Christ. One touch, and He's believing God that that thing that He stopped even four years ago is back again one touch and it's enough to keep going on one touch and his strength came back and Christ says to him in verse number 19 he says don't be afraid he said in other words if you didn't hear me the first time let me say it again I'm going to tell you you are very precious to me peace be to you be encouraged. Be strong. You can do this because the first time you prayed, I heard you. And let me just be real honest with you right now, okay? God may do exactly what you're praying for. And he may not. But just because you don't see anything doesn't mean God's not working. And just because you don't see it from the lens of the prayer, how you want it answered, doesn't mean that God's not going to answer it. He just may answer it in a different way than you thought that he would. Did you hear that? Sometimes his answer comes and sometimes his answer is no. But listen, if you're hard headed like me, no is not a word that you like to hear often. But sometimes God speaks to you and his answer is no. Did you hear that? Sometimes God says no. 
And in those seasons when he says yes, I praise him. In those seasons when God says no, I praise him. Because I realize this. I've realized that God cares about me more than I ever do. And he's doing way more than I understand. That his strength is made perfect in my weakness. That I've embraced my weakness. Therefore, I've tapped into his strength. And what you need to understand is I'll always continue to believe with everything in me. Because the first time I prayed, heaven heard my prayer. And I trust in a God who's been good to me all these years who is never going to let me down, who is always working things out for my good. I stand today. Why? Because He is my strength. I have the strength to stand because it's in my weakness I've had to kneel to Him. And when I kneel to a presence of an Almighty God, He gives me that strength again to stand. Do you hear that today? And so I want us to do something just a little bit different. For the next couple minutes we have, I would like for us all to stand. Right now, right where you are, if you'd stand. And I want to pray over you right now, and then we're going to open up this altar, and we're, we're going to pray because some, because some of you in this room, you've been too weak to stand. You have struggled with things going on in your life that you haven't understood. God, why are you doing it this way? I'm so weak. I just don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. I just don't know what I am to do right now. But here's what he's saying. He's whispering inside your ear. He's saying, stand. It's going to be okay. So, Father, right now, I pray over everybody in this room that in your presence, your Holy Spirit would strengthen your church. To believe that what your will is in heaven would be done on this earth. There's something that these people have been praying for. And they need to keep believing right now. And just like Daniel, I pray that you, God, would touch them. And when you do, God, I believe that their strength is going to begin to return again. I want to keep praying and believing for this miracle. With your help, God, I will continue to stand in faith. And God, I thank you today for those who are continuing to believe for what others would say would be absolutely impossible God what we say is impossible God you say is possible God we thank you right now that you care about the intimate details of our lives that you truly care about me even more than we could ever comprehend that you are gracious to us God we thank you that even though we don't see what you're doing we believe by faith in heavenly realms God that you're still doing something and God we thank you now at this moment for those who are at the end of their own strength that weakness has begun to set in, that your strength would be made perfect in our lives. God, give us the faith to continue to believe even when we don't see. And God, even if you don't do what what we think you should do, We continue to trust you because you're a sovereign God, a good God who only has plans to bless us and prosper us and that your name would be glorified in this earth. We choose to trust you. So God, build our faith. One touch. One touch, God. One touch. And our strength would come back.